0: Hey everybody, it's me, Tom Papa. Have you ever been asked to talk about your Out in America segments on a Live From Here compilation show? I have. You may know me from those segments where I travel around the country trying to shine a light on all the good people in America. I've been doing it for a couple of years now and I truly, truly, truly enjoy it. You know, when uh, Chris and I first met, he had just become the host of Prairie Home Companion. And we had a mutual friend, Flanny, the owner of Largo, out in Los Angeles. It's a great theater. It's known as one of the premier places for comedy and music. And Chris had been performing there for years, and I had been performing there, and the owner thought this would be a great fit if we were to hook up and talk about uh, possibly working together. And we quickly became fast friends, Chris and I. And we both had a real, real love for the show. Not just performing on it, but the sense of place that that show created. What I mean by that is when you're going around the dial and you're looking for something to listen to, when you come across live from here, you should feel that you're home. You should feel that this is a positive, good place to be. You're going to hear great music. You're going to hear talented people. You're going to laugh. You're going to enjoy it. And you know that you can live in this place every week for a couple of hours, and it will somehow transform your week. It sounds kind of corny, I know, but it's very true. And it's something that we really, really in our hearts truly believe and wanted to do our part in taking on this new endeavor and and kind of spread this positive feeling through the airwaves. And I travel around as a comedian my whole career. Uh, for 25 years, I've been on the road. And I love it. I love being on the road. I love seeing the people out there. And in this time when people, the news and the media make it seem like we're at each other's throats and this country is so divided it's not what my experience was when I travel around and I see people they're just living their lives and it is a big vast country and it's very different and there's the people down in the southeast are very different from the people in the northwest and the people in the midwest are very different from the people down in texas and that's what makes it so great that everybody kind of has this common feeling of trying to live their lives and live their lives joyfully and do good work. And sure, there are differences, and sure that, but but we don't get to that. You don't get to that unless you really dive in. No one's talking about politics. They're just trying to get to the beach and have a good time. They just want to listen to some music in a country bar. They just want to go and celebrate with their friends on a boat and in, in on a lake. That's what they're doing, and when you spend time with them, not only do you see that optimistic part of it, you also realize how hilarious they are. (laughs) They are funny. So we thought that would be a great segment. Send me out there, travel around, and report back. And I truly do report back on exactly what I do see. There may be some exaggerations, of course, for comedic effect. I may be throwing a line here and there, but I truly go to each one of these cities. My eyes and ears are open, and I, when I was younger, I used to travel around and throw my headphones on and not really listen to people that much. Now, I'm the guy on the plane asking all the questions. I'm the one eavesdropping in the bars. I'm the one who wants to know everything that's going on in the town, and I really have become like this comedy correspondent, <laughs> where I really want to know exactly what's happening and report it back as best I can. Now the I have's. There is a part in my monologues when I, it just kind of started when you know I mean, you don't set out to have a catchphrase. It just kind of, kind of starts and comes out of nowhere, but I started just as comedically saying when I would find myself in these situations and try and relate it to the listener, I would say, have you ever fallen asleep on a bed and when you woke up realized you were really in a mattress store? I have. Well, that caught on. <laughs> and people on social media started sending their versions of I haves back to me. I'll read a couple of them at the end of this segment. Uh, it just took on a life of its own. So now I feel like I have to include at least a couple each week when I do it and honestly it is a comedy marvel it breaks all the rules of comedy I, I, I write a lot of comedy I perform a lot of comedy comedy a lot of the times is based on surprise the audience doesn't know what's coming and then here comes a punchline that they didn't expect with the I haves and out in America we all know what's coming we all know as soon as I say, have you ever, and then go into whatever it is, we all know it's going to end up with, I have at the end. But I think it's the anticipation of it that makes it funny, I guess. I don't know. I'm not even going to ask too many questions about it. People like it. It's fun to write. So I'm going to keep doing it. The most joyful part of seeing the I haves and having people come up and say it at my live shows is the young people. When I say that Chris and I really wanted to dedicate our work to making sure that this is a, a good positive experience. I wasn't anticipating how important it is to have comedy that the whole family can listen to that you know when you're listening to NPR and you're listening to this funny segment or you're listening to the sketches or you're listening to the stand-up comic that you know you don't have to be driving along with your kids in the back with your hand on the dial waiting for that word you don't want them to hear or waiting for the material to turn dark or the content to be overtly whatever that you don't want to have around your, your children. You know this is a place where that's not going to happen. So you can, they can just let it fly and I can be as funny as possible and the end result is that children are coming to my shows. I have people coming with their whole families and kids between the age of 10 and 16 coming to my shows and telling me that they're my biggest fans and that they have their own I haves, and one kid said, "I play a game during out in America to see how long I can go without laughing. I'm up to thirty seconds." <laughs> what a greater compliment is that! It really, 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 really has been completely rewarding. Here are some tweets when I was talking about how the I haves have caught on. Uh, this was from the other lady die on Twitter. And she wrote, have you ever seen a grown man challenge a Canada goose to a fist fight? (laughs) I have. (laughs) What I like about these is I know that they're true. (laughs) Um, I had a Tom Papa moment today. This is from at Dave Coster. I had a Tom Papa moment today. Have you ever sat on the toilet with your phone in your hand so long you forgot you already went to the bathroom? I have. That's kind of gross. Uh, here's another one from at Bernie Brian. He wrote, Hey, Tom Papa, have you ever opened a new bottle of shampoo thinking your teeth were the best way to remove the seal under the lid only to have shampoo shoot into your mouth? I have. <laughs> Keep them coming. I love hearing them. I love hearing all of this stuff. I love hearing... What you're going through, it's relatable. You are all becoming better comedians. This one last one was from Star Kyle. Have you ever mistaken the revised, less scrumptious-looking Tide Pods as bonus-sized toaster strudel icing packet? I have. (laughs) Don't eat Tide Pods. Don't make yourself sick. But do, when you find yourself in one of these I have moments, Make sure you hit me at Twitter, at Tom Papa, or at Live From Here. Keep them coming, and I'll keep reporting back. I hope you enjoyed this segment, and uh, I'll see you out on the road.